स्मार्ट यू आर लिसनिंग टू अमिंट प्रोडक्शन टू बायार्ट हेलो एवरी वन वेलकम बैक टू द इंश्योरेंस एपिसोड आई एम नवनीत दुबे फ्रॉम मिंट पर्सनल फाइनेंस टीम एंड टूडेज टॉपिक ऑफ वाई नॉट मिंट मनी पॉडकास्ट इज इज देयर एनी टाइम लिमिट फॉर फाइलिंग लाइफ इंश्योरेंस क्लेम बिफोर दैट आई वुड लाइक टू टेल यू दैट इन आर टूडेज एपिसोड we have invited apar kasliwal who is the executive director of policyboss.com as an expert speaker today hi welcome to why not mint money a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth so let's get started on your money journey so hi apar welcome to the insurance episode so my first question to you is is there any time limit to file life insurance claim Madam Neet, uh, very thank you for inviting me to this podcast. Uh, with regards to life insurance, actually, uh, there is no set time limit to file a death claim or any sort of a, a claim. Uh, however, there is advisable to intimate as soon as uh, possible uh, with at least basic details like your, I mean, the date or the place, so the cause of death of uh, of the insured. in fact uh, it's the time limit is on the other side on the insurer side there is uh, there is sort of a obligation to make sure that the the claim is paid out within 30 days of the receipt as long as all the relevant documentations and all other clarifications have been received by them so okay yeah. okay so if there is no time limit for filing claims then what kind of unclaimed amount that insurers have to transfer to senior citizen welfare fund after the period of 10 years so so what happens is uh, there is an unclaimed amount right a lot of people do not end up claiming the amount because of uh, several reasons and there is uh, there are uh, either death claims which are pending or left with the insurer there is any sort of maturity claim or survival benefits which are left with the insurer now from the time that they actually accrue or they get a death claim gets due okay insurer within 6 months of that has to classify that if the if the claimant hasn't claimed it within 6 months of the due date they have to classify it as an unclaimed amount and that unclaimed amount has to get transferred to a senior citizen welfare fund after 10 years okay uh this is actually akin to um, the investor education protection fund you know where i think there is a 7 year time limit where uh, the unclaimed dividend has to be transferred into that uh, investor education provident uh, protection fund very similar a uh, provision in insurance where uh, uh, this unclaimed amount after 10 years has to be transferred to a senior citizen welfare fund okay okay so like um, i was going through a ministry of finance um, report that says that mm-hmm. the policy holder or a claimant can you know claims such unclaimed amount for a period of up to 25 years so is that means that there is a time limit or it is something else so uh, yeah very interesting question amit so uh, so though this amount is supposed to get transferred to the senior citizen welfare fund yes. but uh, for up to 25 years after the amount is getting transferred to the senior citizen welfare fund the policy holders beneficiaries are eligible to claim the same dues from that senior citizen welfare fund and okay. only after that 25 years the amount actually gets transferred to the basically coffers of the central government okay so in that case i mean uh, then uh, the nominees or the legal has cannot claim that amount right 
yeah yeah so basically there is a time limit but that's a huge time limit yeah so it's a, actually a very uh, the the provision is very very relaxed for the policy holder and it's in the interest of the policy holder where in the first 6 months the money is held by the insurer then for the next 10 years it is uh, uh, it's actually for 6 months and the 10 years it's held by the insurer then for the next 25 years it's held with the uh, senior citizen welfare fund okay so there and is a good that, uh, the government had to take that one yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, if the nominee of the deceased insured also dies after a certain time, then how and like who should file a claim? So in case of a nominee's death, while uh, um, while there is uh, uh, already has been a death of the insured, and then the nominee dies before actually claiming the amount, then the legal hire can claim the amount. But of course, the legal hire will have to. provide for relevant documents uh, of uh, uh, the claim to that particular legacy but in case uh, where the nominee dies before the actually uh, before the insured dies or the policy holder dies then of course the policy holder can change the nominee at that point in time right okay did i answer your question amit yeah 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 sure sure okay So, yeah. what is the uh, time limit for insurers to pay claim? As you said, it's thirty days. Yeah. So, um, once a nominee or a policyholder files such a claim, you know, mm-hmm. after like suppose five years or ten years, then also there is a deadline, or uh, uh, life insurers do a further investigation, and there is a longer period of you know uh, settling the claim. Interesting question. So, usually, see, uh, as long as the relevant documents have been given to the insurer. uh insurance companies are supposed to settle the claim within the first 30 days however if they still have any any doubts or any it warrants an investigation of sorts then the insurer has to intimate the claimant or i mean the nominee in this case uh, uh fairly immediately about uh, any additional documents or any further uh, requirements from their end in any case uh, Uh, they have to further investigate the matter fairly quickly, and 90 days is all they get to uh, investigate further. After they have given the the claimant the intimation about additional documents or any other investigation that they may want to uh, do, and the moment uh, the 90 days investigation is over, they still are liable to settle the claim within 30 days after that. Okay, so like how insurers um, uh, justify or investigate that the certain person is the legal heir of um, the deceased? See, legal hire is, is a regular process, right? I mean, for any other instrument, why only insurance? I mean, uh, if the legal hire will have to yeah, in such uh, case where a, like uh, the person has forgotten to you know mention the nominee's name, how do you investigate? Yeah, so for it. so in in such cases there might be some will there might be some sort of uh, uh, document which proves that uh, the claimant actually is the legal hire like uh, the claimant will have to be a legal hire for all other investments also of the individual right of the insured for example their house or any other claiming any other claim on the bank accounts or the mutual funds so usually there is a process a court divine process for uh, making sure that the the right legal hire gets the benefit and the same uh, is true for the insurance uh, amount as well okay okay so what are the things that one should know while filing a claim see most important thing is i mean you definitely file the claim as soon as possible uh, without uh, uh, wasting any sort of time because uh, 
the incidence is uh, definitely clear and in front of you. So there, there, there should be, as long as you're aware of the policy, it's important to file the claim as soon as possible. There are, every insurance company has a claim form, which you're supposed to fill. You require a death certificate of the deceased or policy holder in this case. Uh, you require the original policy document. You also require the, if there is any deeds of assignment or any, any reassignments, if any, uh, all those documents are sort of uh, required by the insurance uh, company to just uh, make sure that if the, the claim amount has to be given to the nominee or the assignment. Then there is a, a form of discharge of sorts, which is a very interesting thing, which basically has to be signed by the claimant. A sort of an acknowledgement to say that, yes, I've received that I'm discharging insurance company from this uh, uh, liability because they've paid it now. So okay. these are the few documents which are required uh, in case uh, of uh, of claim, uh, and and it of course differs from claim to claim, uh, claim to claim also. Sometimes insurers might ask for some additional information around uh, if there is a, was a hospitalization, some hospital certificates, or uh, if, in case of any other accidental death, then some maybe police investigation uh, report or, or or something like that. But in a normal case, uh, the above doc, the, the earlier document you mentioned should be good enough. Okay. So one one more thing, like, is it necessary for a nominee to hold a physical document of insurance copy to get the claim settled, or only the policy so, number uh, works? Usually, the policy number also works as long as the nomination is mentioned clearly. The policy number also works. Okay. So because but you know, the discharge that, document is very important. Yeah. Okay. The discharge, uh, the form of discharge is important. Yeah. As uh, like uh, during the COVID time, uh, IIDA has you know um, some sort of ease out um, of issuing the policy. They said like you can email yeah. the policy document to the client. Yeah. So yeah. in that case, yeah. um, what is the issue um, that clients are facing is basically the policy goes to their email account, and nominee yeah. doesn't have that hold on the policy document unless unless it is. You know, one gets a printout of it and keep it in their safe box. So, so will this create an issue in future, like not knowing the policy or policy number? Then how should one, you know, get the claim amount? See, ideally, actually, uh, as part of the process of uh, giving out or mentioning, I mean, for life insurance, one of the most important things is you make sure that the nominee and the rest of the uh, or at least uh, uh, th there is a documentation of what all you have bought because ultimately to go out and claim this amount also the nominee would have to know in the first place that there was the the policy holder had a policy of sorts so, so do, in that Unless case he knows take, about the take uh, like uh, email ids or mobile number of uh, nominees also yeah, 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 yeah. There is an email ID, you know, mobile numbers which are mentioned on the policy uh, document itself. Yeah. So that makes the process easy way out, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anything else you want to add to this uh, life insurance claim settlement? Thing? I think one of the important things of uh, buying any sort of uh, investment instrument or even a term cover like life insurance is uh, making sure that uh, you are buying the cover for, for the people who will be left behind. Once you are no more, so the 
what you have to ensure as a as a policy holder is to make sure that the people whom you are really buying the cover for because a life insurance cover is only helpful for people who are left behind not yourself unlike health insurance they are aware of what you have bought educating the family educating the nominee about the extent of coverage that you have bought or at least making a provision uh, to make sure that in case you are not there uh, the relevant documents reach the nominee and they get aware about what all you had bought uh, is is the first step in making sure that uh, what you are buying the instrument for the instrument does its job right okay. so i always say uh, one of, that's the one of the most critical aspects of it second i mean uh, what uh, what insurance industry as a whole has done and uh, uh, the regulator and the entire ecosystem has actually made uh, the policy holders and the nominees uh, uh, the beneficiaries uh, sort of uh, job on claiming the amount fairly simple and as as we speak it's even getting simpler by the day like you mentioned about the covid covid uh, situation and really at the heart of the insurance ecosystem uh, the insurance companies want to make sure that the all eligible claimants are getting the money in due in in due time so a little bit of uh, knowledge about uh, some of these provisions uh, like how the regulator is uh, is changing or helping uh, in due course uh, like the covid situation It, just general awareness about what is happening in the industry is good enough and i mean people like yourself who are writing about it uh, uh, i mean this is a very uh, sort of an offbeat topic now yeah. and uh, uh, nobody nobody thinks through these questions like the senior citizen welfare fund and how long <laughs> can you really claim you know so uh, this is a, a great initiative by i mean just being personally aware you can't really do much beyond that is what i i want to say yes yes so so it was lovely speaking to you with the par Thank you so much for your valuable inputs. Thank you. That brings us to the end of our episode. If you would like to know more or make suggestions of a personal finance topic that you want us to cover, you can reach out to me on Twitter at @amnavneetdubey. Thank you for tuning in. See you in the next episode. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.